just finding a passion. I think basketball was my my outlet, and it could be anything for anyone else. This is Alopecia Life, Episode 3, and you're listening to Cool Conversations with Melvin Dolberry Jr. Melvin started playing basketball at the age of six after receiving his associate's degree. Melvin started playing professional basketball with the Harlem Ambassadors. For three years, he traveled with the team, entertaining at schools and with communities, and also sharing his story about overcoming obstacles and never giving up. Melvin is a mentor and advocate for children living with alopecia, and he continues to play basketball every opportunity he gets. This is Alopecia Life with your host, Deanne Graham. You'll hear interviews with specialists in their field and parents who are helping their child move through life while living with alopecia areata, along with conversations with alopecia rock stars who are making a difference. Alopecia Life is here to provide you with support, accurate information, inspiring stories, and life hacks to help you navigate the world of hair loss. Whether you've just been diagnosed or have had it for ages, Alopecia Life has been created to share all the information you may want or need to do alopecia your way. Welcome, Melvin. I'm so happy to have you here today with our listeners on Alopecia Life. Thank you. Thank you for having me. Yeah, it's really exciting. I haven't seen you in several years, and I'm just excited to know what's, what's happening for you. Um, I know it's been a couple of years. I think it was 2016 when we were in Las Vegas the last time I, that we saw each other. Since then, um played uh, one more season of basketball. I played overseas in Ecuador for a couple for a couple of months, a short short amount of time. Since then, I haven't played the last, going on two years, it'll be two years in October, I haven't played professionally. But I still, you know, I still work out, stay in shape. I've just been working a, you know, regular nine to five life. I'm currently working at FedEx right now, delivering packages and stuff. But passing this little, um, you know, inspire people with, um, through alopecia and basketball and stuff like that. So, just taking it one day at a time, trying to figure out what's next in my life, but yeah. everything's been everything's been going well. Though. Fantastic, that's good good news. And I know that you your love of basketball just kind of carried through. When did you start playing? Um, I picked up the game around six six years old. Uh, Michael Jordan was actually the guy that I looked up to that uh, made me want to start playing. So he was my idol, and I just kind of just fell in love with the game from then. I watched the movie Space Jam. That's still today one of my favorite movies, <laughs> and I kind of just. Just flew from there and just kept on flowing from there. Yeah. And I think that a lot of kids that just like you look up to Michael Jordan, they look up to you, especially kids who are going through alopecia and they go, wow, look at this guy. He played for the Harlem ambassadors and he's a motivational speaker. Not that kids are really going to have that in their mind. They're going to be like, I don't know what a motivational speaker is, but, but they look up to you. And what would you say is your main motivation for helping kids in general? Um, honestly, like, I guess, I never really had that that idol to look up to as far as alopecia growing up. So now, you know, that we have the social media and everything like that, people get to connect with you all over the world. And mm-hmm. um, one guy that I actually did look up to, I'm, I found out about him in high school. It was uh, Charlie Villanueva who actually mm-hmm. played in the, M- the NBA. And he's yeah. somebody that I, look, I looked up to. But, you know, it was kind of hard to connect with him back then, like back in them times, mm-hmm. like coming up. But now, like I said, with the social media, I'm actually with friends on um, Instagram and stuff like that. So we talk here and there. So that was actually pretty cool. We haven't we haven't met in person yet, but we have uh, communicated. So for me personally, just having a smaller background, like you said, um, I want to be able to, you know, reach out to everyone, like have the courage to be able to step up and reach out to everyone. You know, like you say, everyone's kind of like quiet still in the alopecia community. 
And mm-hmm. I kind of want to, one goal for me is to be like, try to become a big voice for it. And mm-hmm. that's what really motivated me to become, to uh, use my, you know, my um, my background, you know, playing basketball and stuff, to take it in up and not use it to um, inspire people through Alapiso as well and spread awareness. So that's honestly what motivated me because like you said, we, I really didn't have anyone to look up to. So now mm-hmm. that I'm in a position, a better position for myself, I can help others um, get through what I once went through as well. Yeah, for sure. And what would you say? I mean, when you and I, when I heard you speak, I guess at in Las Vegas, you mm-hmm. you were on stage and you were talking about how kids were pretty cruel in school to you. When were you diagnosed? Um, I was I was actually five years old. Um, my grandmother on my mom's side, she had just passed away, mm. and I was kind of like down about that. And my parents, they were looking at me, and they um they realized uh, I had like a small small patch in my head that was missing. So they thought it might have been like wingworms or something like that. Why up taking me to the doctor, and then that's when they told us that I had alopecia. And back then, this was probably I said I was five, so this is probably like nineteen ninety five. We didn't really know what it was at all, so they were confused. They were like, "Well, what is it? Is it life threatening?" You know, they were just asking a lot of questions about it. But the doctor just said. It's an autoimmune disease and it just causes hair loss. And not sure what causes it, but it just it just comes and goes sometimes like that. They um, told us about different treatments and stuff like that. We tried different like creams and cortisone shots and stuff like that. Mm-hmm. But those they were kind of painful. Mm-hmm. So I didn't kind of really want to go that route. So eventually, like my hair just started to fall out more and more. So eventually I had none at all. As far as like eyebrows and stuff like that, they it all went away as well. Me being so young and going to school, I had a different look than everyone else. They didn't know. I guess kids were like wondering, questioning. But then, you know, kids don't really know how to control their emotions and stuff like that. So they just say what they say what's on their mind. And kids are going to be straightforward and say what's on their mind. So mm-hmm. a lot of people will call me different names and stuff like that. They call me, why don't you have hair? You look different from us. Like, just stuff like that. And it was tough. It was definitely Definitely something tough that I went through. I used to cry all the time. I didn't know how to deal with it. Mm-hmm. I used to be like, "Why me? Why? Why did I have to? Why do I have to go through this?" It really put me in the shell, like for a while. It was tough to get through that. I used to always try to wear a hat, like a hoodie, something, mm-hmm. something just to cover my looks because I feel like if people didn't see me, see my like my head and stuff like that, they, they would leave me alone. Right. And so that was that was kind of tough. And I feel like like today, even like you say, like with so, even though social media and stuff is out there. It's kind of, I think, I feel like today kids are a lot more cooler than they were back then. Well, that was one of the things when you were on stage, I was, I was thinking, oh my gosh, you know, he's, you, you're easily 20 years younger than me. <laughs> I'm going to admit that <laughs> right now and maybe, maybe more, but you, you know, you were talking about wearing your hoodie, wearing your hat and having kids rip it off. And I'm like, oh my gosh, hasn't anything changed? Hadn't anything changed in 20 years? And it really hadn't. And and so, like you just said, there's kids that are, these days, they're really way more aware of diversity, right? Things, the way people are different, and, and they're a little bit more sensitive to that. I mean, right now as an adult, I think, okay, kids will, will glom on to anything that's different, right? So obviously, you and I look different, and so they're going to be like, you know, how can I understand this as kids? So I'm going to rip, you know, the hat, the wig, the hoodie off, and then we'll talk about it then instead of asking a question. <laughs> exactly. And that's honestly, like I said, that's, that's, that might be their mindset, but you know, from us being on the other side, it's just like, down honestly scarred us more because it's like, now we're like, we're kind of like exposed and put on the spot. Mm-hmm. And that's not a great, that's not a great feeling at all. 
Like I said, it was just, it really was just tough. And then so my mom, she transferred me to a to a private school, and we felt like the kids there. I mean, you have kids, no matter where you are, it's always gonna be kids are gonna be kids. But mm-hmm. honestly, for me, when I that was a good decision, best decision because a lot of the kids there accepted me. They were more they were more friendlier and stuff like that. They really didn't judge me. And when I when I first went there, I was in second grade when I transferred to this one particular school, and my teacher. She was a librarian. She actually pulled me and my mom and my my dad into the room, and she was like, "Lock the key, please lock the door." And she actually took off her wig and showed that she had alopecia. Wow. Yeah, and that was the first person I've ever seen, you know, in my entire life since I was only I was still only like probably like seven around that time. Wow. And she, was, she made me feel so much better because she never had shown anybody except for her. You know, her daughter was in my one of my classmates. Her family and stuff knew, of course, but nobody in the school knew. So for her to do that and take that courage to make me feel better, it just honestly helped me out a lot that day. That's awesome. That's so great. Yes. So what did you think looking back now, thinking, okay, she wanted to hide it from everybody else. I I think that's awesome that she was sharing it with you. But what are your thoughts about now kind of looking back going, okay, let's lock the door. Let's not show anybody. Let's make sure no one else sees this. I'm just curious what, what your thoughts are now as an adult. Honestly, now it's it's amazing because I actually ran into her one day at the mall, and we we um she follows me on uh, Facebook and stuff like that. Mm-hmm. So she 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 ran into me and she was like, "Oh my gosh, Melvin!" And she had no wig on or anything, but she told me that she had been following me, and I I actually inspired her to be herself. And oh for me to, as a kid, I'm like, you you actually inspired me and helped me out, and now mm-hmm. it's like flip flop and reverse. And I now she doesn't that. wear a wig or anything at all. She's just so confident. She walks around and then she almost like cries. She gave me a hug and I <laughs> almost started crying. I'm like, wow, like this is amazing. I actually like inspired my teacher who actually inspired me. So looking back on it, it's just an amazing awesome. thing. How, how, how it works like that. How it yeah. works out like that is just amazing. Yeah. Do you want to give a shout out to her right now? Shout out to Mrs. Roach, librarian teacher, all the way from second grade to eighth grade. Thank you so much for, you know, just being your, being yourself and being brave that day and that and helped me become who I am today. I definitely appreciate you for that. That's awesome. Yeah, That's definitely. fantastic to hear. I love that, that payback. You're just living your life and going, wow, you didn't realize how much that would inspire her for her to, to reveal herself to you. So incredible. Exactly. Yeah. So what are you working on right now? What, what's going on other than the nine to five? You're still playing basketball kind of recreationally? Yeah. Yeah, just recreational. I'm planning like leagues and stuff like that out um, at home, just staying in shape. But honestly, as far as my next step for basketball, I think I'm going to start training and coaching kids and stuff like that. I'm working on my actual brand. Uh, it's called NIIWG, Nothing is Impossible with God. Mm-hmm. And it's going to be like, um, I'm going to have like merchandise and stuff like that for that. And that's going to be the name of the company. And I basically want to inspire kids through you know, basketball, through God and basketball, because I'm a big Christian, so God is always first in my life, no matter what. And uh, I just want to help inspire other people through that. And then also, I want to get more involved with alopecia. So you should see me at an event soon. I'm going to definitely start trying to make out, make out some events. It's just been tough. When I, The first year that I came, I was playing ball, so that was my mm-hmm. full-time job. So I had so much flexibility. Now it's just like I got to take off. Mm-hmm. My main goal is to you know, start training and coaching on the side and hopefully let that take over and become a full-time job. I definitely just want to get back involved with what I love to do because 
I'm not going to lie, the last, like, the first year that I didn't wind up playing basketball, I kind of got down on myself, like, even though it was later in life. I'm like, man, I was just playing ball and traveling and living my life last year. Now I'm doing something I don't want to do. So I kind of got down on myself. But mm-hmm. slowly, I'm starting to understand that I'm here for a reason. Like, everything happens for a reason. So I know something that's coming big in my life. Just trying to be patient and stay motivated. So whenever I'm not working, like, I'm just always working on my real craft that I want, what I want, love to do with my life. So something, I definitely, like I said, it'd definitely be something with basketball. And I definitely want to start, like, speaking at schools and spreading awareness. I understand that even if I don't play basketball ever again under a contract, I know that I can always look back and say I did that three years. I got to travel all over. And now I'm understanding that my purpose is a lot more bigger than basketball. And like I said, I love using alopecia, honestly, more in basketball and I really want to get more involved with Alex. Like I said, kind of be that voice. I know when you spoke, they you, you were like this little idol to them. <laughs> Big idol, I should say. Um, <laughs> yeah, it was really incredible to kind of witness. I think that's incredible what you're doing to inspire kids with your coaching and training and also to bring your faith into it. Would you say that, that faith played a huge part in how you dealt with alopecia? Definitely, definitely. And like I said, it took me a long time, but I feel like the main thing about overcoming alopecia is just to, once you earned up accepting yourself for who you are and starting to love yourself first, I feel like it'd be, become a lot easier. It's just about gaining that confidence. It may take a long time, but like it took me until my senior year of high school. And that's when I just was like, you know you know what, this is me. This is my look. This is who I am. I'm going to embrace myself and love myself for who I am. And if anybody that doesn't, you know, respect it or like it, then that's, they're not for me in my life. So mm-hmm. now, honestly, like a lot of people, as I got older, they didn't even realize like that I have like no eyebrows and stuff like that. Honestly, they just realized I just didn't have hair. So nobody even notices it. Like my own uncle, he didn't even he's known me my whole entire life. He didn't even realize it until like <laughs> two years ago that I didn't have eyebrows. Because like <laughs> he never really paid attention. Same thing for my girlfriend. When she first met me, she never even noticed until I told her. And then she was like, oh, wow, I never even looked at that. It never, it never, it didn't really bother her at all or anything. I think, like I said, it's just about getting that confidence. Once you gain that confidence, I feel like the main important key, and then you'll be able to, you know, go on with your life. Like, I still have people look at me all the time. Like, if I go to the mall, I have people, you know, staring and looking. They won't say anything, but they'll just look. It's always going to happen, but it doesn't really bother me anymore, like, at all. Some days you definitely notice people looking and some days you're just like, I don't even pay attention. Even though those same people are looking, you just don't recognize it. And it's like not as big a deal. So it's just every day is kind of a little bit different. It's definitely true. But honestly, I feel like having it as a kid was a lot more, I feel like it was better. I'm glad that I got it younger than older rather than having my, having to look a certain way your whole life. And then eventually, like in your 30s, you just gets taken away from you. I feel like that's hard. That's harder to go through. As a kid, you get to grow up with it. So you have more time to adapt to it and realize, like, hey, this is my look. And I feel like that's what helped me out a lot, too, by getting there at a younger age than mm-hmm. the older age. Yeah. Do you feel like there was there a moment, you said you were 18 in, in your senior year, kind of just going, okay, this is, who I am. Was there something that kind of happened to get you to that point or was it just living with it for so long? I think just living with it and honestly, uh, just finding a passion. I think basketball was my, my outlet and it could be anything for anyone else. It can be, you know, drawing, dancing, acting, whatever it's mm-hmm. you like to do. I, but for me personally, it was basketball because people started really just focusing on my, my basketball game. They were like, it wasn't about my look. It was like, man, this guy's good at basketball. Like, that's how, they, that's how I was known for. So it really wasn't my look. And I think that's what pushed me 
and gave me the confidence level to where I needed to be. Because when I was playing basketball, I, you can't really tell me anything. That was my place of peace. Like, I was good. I was having the most fun in my life. Nothing really else mattered. And then, right. like I said, people started to accept me, and that's how they knew me. Rather than, oh, this guy, this guy has no hair, no eyebrows. They just like, oh, man, hey, that's no, no, was great at basketball. So that's what pushed me to yeah. give me the confidence of who I was because I felt like that was my lane, and that's what made me who I was because I was known as a basketball player. So that gave me the confidence. And then now, like I said, always being known as a basketball player, when I started talking about alopecia, like in my 20s, people were like, oh, wow, I never even knew you had that. So like now people are asking questions and they understand, they're starting to understand a lot more. And they're like, oh, my cousin has alopecia as well. So you're starting to see a lot more people, but community being so quiet, you would never know if nobody speaks up. And that's why I want to be the person that speaks up and continue to spread awareness. Yes. And this is a great way to do that. I appreciate you being here today on the podcast. Yeah. Thank you you for having me. Thank you. Oh, you bet. I have one question. How do you keep sweat out of your eyes without hair and eyebrows? That honestly, (laughs) it does. I don't think there's no answer to that. I mean, you can definitely wear a headband, but I'm not going to be a headband person. Like the other day on Monday, I was working out so hard. Well, one of my trainers, he was helping me at, at the gym on Monday, and my eyes were burning because I had so much sweat in my eyes. And I was just laughing. I was like, man, that's the only thing. I can't get the sweat out of my eyes. <laughs> I honestly don't really think it's an answer to it unless I say, like, you I... wear, like, a headband or something like that. But yeah, that's t- it's really tough. It's honestly really tough. It's it really, is. really, really tough. But I think I'm just so used to it now that I just like, all right. It's just whatever now. But <laughs> <laughs> it is that's just funny that you asked that. It definitely happened to me just this past Monday. And a lot of people ask that. They're like, oh my gosh, what can my kid wear that'll keep that sweat out of their face? And people who don't have alopecia and don't understand the the lack of eyebrows and eyelashes really don't get that this is like a big deal for us when we're working right. out. We don't want sweat to just be pouring into our eyes. And like you said, burning, it's a pain. So yeah, if you can right. Tolerate a absolutely. headband, that's great. But if not, you're just stuck with the way you're it goes. stuck with it, yeah, absolutely, absolutely. Yeah, awesome. One more question. I ask the dessert question. What is your favorite dessert? Dessert? Um, I'm I kind of like cake guys. So I like like cheesecake, carrot cake, stuff like that. Thanksgiving time, sweet potato pie. Yeah, I like that. Yeah, so those probably like my top three. Right on. Thank definitely, you. Definitely. You're welcome. You're welcome. <laughs> I try to eat more on the healthy side, you know, being mm-hmm. an athlete, but you know, I have my cheat days when I just yeah. gotta get a I have to have a slice cake or something. Yep, and Thanksgiving always comes once oh, a year. Yeah. So that's too. That's definitely, I go all out for Thanksgiving. I'm, once a year, like you said, I'm gonna just take advantage of it. Yeah. So if people are looking for you, how can they find you on social media? You can find me at M M Dalberry Jr. I spell it out M D O L. B-E-R-R-Y-J-R. And that's for Instagram, Twitter, Facebook. That's everything. Awesome. Um, you can, you can, they can message me. You know, I'm responding back. I'm not a big celebrity or anything like that. I'm, <laughs> I'm going to respond back to everybody. So definitely, if you have any questions or anything, they can definitely reach out to me. Fantastic. Thank you so much again for You're being welcome. with us today. We You're so welcome. appreciate it. Yeah. Yeah. And I look forward to hearing about all you're doing in the future and wanting to share that with everybody else too. All right. Thank you so much. And keep up the podcast. I love it. Like I said, I think this is a great idea. And I appreciate you having me on. Oh, you bet. All right. We will talk to you later, Melvin. All right. Thank you so much. Mm-hmm. 
Thank you for listening today to our Cool Conversations, Episode 3 with Melvin Dolberry Jr. Check out our show notes for ways to connect with him on social media. Thank you for listening. Join our Alopecia Life Facebook group and find out more information at headonlifecoaching.com. The information on this podcast is not intended to be a substitute for professional medical advice, diagnosis, or treatment and is meant for general information purposes only. If you're enjoying these episodes and finding the tips helpful, please subscribe and leave a review on Apple Podcasts, Stitcher, Spotify, or wherever you listen to and download podcasts.